0: You're listening to the Inbound Logistics Podcast with today's guest, Vin Ramundo, Solutions Consultant for Amber Road. For today's technologically advanced supply chain world, the lack of data is no longer the problem. Instead, it's the potential flood of data that can break a process down. The ability to consolidate, normalize, and predictably analyze that information can help companies attain actionable visibility beyond just the ship and leg of their business. Vin Ramundo, Solutions Consultant for Amber Road, joins us to help sort through the data and stay above water. Joining me today is Vin Ramundo, Solutions Consultant for Amber Road. Vin, thank you for joining us today on the Inbound Logistics Podcast.
1: Hi, how are you today?
0: Good. Vin, our audience will be listening to your insights on Uh, visibility in the supply chain, the good and the bad. But before we get to that, how did you get started in the industry? What are your current responsibilities with Amber Road?
1: So I'm currently a solution consultant with Amber Road, and my role is to really get an understanding of a customer's business problems, and show how our software can solve those problems. And and my background, I've uh, been working for Amber Road for the past almost 15 years. Prior to that, I've worked at various other software companies. Uh, actually, it's kind of funny, they were all bought by JDA, it was worked for McHugh, which is was Red Prairie, and logistics on the TMS side, and both of them are, are part of JDA. And, then, and prior to that, I actually worked at a company called uh, CAST North America. They were an ocean steamship line. Uh, so my, my experience since the start of um, coming out of college has been primarily in global trade logistics supply chain.
0: Excellent. Now, speaking about the global supply chain, we spoke recently with your colleague, Ty Bordner. Uh, and he talked about the importance and utility of digitization. Tough word for me to say. <laughs> digitization. Uh, it is.
1: <laughs> <It's> a very <laughs> important word,
0: but it's a tough word in- indeed. <laughs> right, right. But speaking of that, you cautioned that there are some caveats to having all of that information at your fingertips. What is, what is your take on that?
1: Well, I think, you know, the problem today is it's not lack of information, but almost an inundation of information. I mean, you know, we're, we're inundated with you know information around where things are what's going on and and really i mean digitization is a very important component of a supply chain being able to take the information that we're historically having on pieces of paper and all different you know in in, in phones and emails and faxes and really kind of getting that into an into a solution however Within that information and getting all this data from various different sources without some type of solution to logically link this information together to practically understand where the goods are and what's going on, it gets really difficult to really have insight because you're almost inundated with so much information that you have issues around that. So, you know, really, you know, you look at, you know, people will, will talk about supply chain visibility, right? The, the problem is today is not the lack of where the things are, but really being able to go through all the minutiae and really understand what are the key drivers, what are the key things that that I need to work on, and how do I look at that from a holistic perspective.
0: All right, so that global chain visibility, how do you define that?
1: So, w- when I look at global visibility, it's more than just where my shipment is, and I think if you look at for the past like ten, fifteen years, uh, that's really what people looked at. You know, when they're looking at ship- supply chain visibility, it was really shipment tracking, and and, and really it's more of a holistic um, process. Really, from more um, from product inception, so the 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 idea of designing a product to physical delivery to a, an end customer, and really all aspects of that. So. If you're looking at, you know, the collaboration of the design of a of a product and, and understanding, you know, the sourcing opportunities and the preferential areas of trade, so looking at opportunities for for trade agreements and things of that nature, and the landed costs and the the controls around moving those goods into and out of countries. Again, it's a global problem today. It's not just one country from one source to one destination. You know, being able to understand all those types of those things, then then the collaboration at, at origin when the products are being manufactured, potentially testing of those products, and, and then looking at you know physically rating and booking those shipments and getting them into a shipment then tracking those goods and then managing the compliance and the customs the entry data at the at the destination physically getting those goods into a warehouse and then even managing the fulfillment to the distribution to the, to either a distribution center or to an end customer there's so many different components there's so many different people associated to the moving those those things that you know it can get it can get hard to really be able to track all that in one place
0: Wow. Uh now with <laughs> with so many components, there are there are some companies that probably don't treat visibility the way that they should and they probably only look through to the shipment leg of the transaction. So what are the problems with having that short sighted perspective?
1: Well I think, you know, if you if you look at you know, ten years ago, I think visibility was at that shipment level tracking. You know, I I think it's evolved now into a holistic view of um of the supply chain, you know, it, it, things have been getting more complicated over the past couple of years. You know, we have increases in, in government regulations and protectionism for countries. You have, you know, companies that are sourcing not just from you know the, the traditional Asia to the United States processes. You now you have preferential trade programs like CAFTA, Agoras, where you're sourcing products from you know, disparate regions around the world. It's not just you know one origin to one destination. It's It can get a lot more complicated. It's not just a simplified, you know, one ocean shipment from here to there, so to speak. Um, There's more creative routings. We're seeing companies do things like consolidation and deconsolidation. We're seeing companies do things like, you know, sea air routings to get goods to different regions around the world or, you know having you know having hubs that kind of manage the distribution around the globe, so again more complexity it's not just a shipment it's not, you know you know it's it's a kind of a funny thing you you know one of the things that when i when i when I came on board with amber road one of the one of the uh interview questions was what 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 is a shipment and you know it was funny because i went about 15 minutes explaining that question to to the interview and i she, and she was like okay enough enough that's what i wanted i wanted to make sure you understood that <laughs> it's not just you know point a to point b you know it's a shipment that it's something that moves so again it, a lot of times you know goods go through multiple shipments go through multiple consolidations go through multiple countries and again each one of these complexities adds an additional layer of nodes that you need to connect to that you need to get the information to manage it, and then on top of that you know you have things uh you know things that, such as ethically sourcing products you know again companies and people don 't want to make want to make sure that the products that they purchase are from ethically sourced locations and and getting that information, they want to make sure the product is actually tested and it 's safe they want to make sure the production's on time they want to make sure they understand where the sourcing of the raw materials if products qualify for preferential trade programs. All the different government regulations uh, and then even the total cost of moving these goods from origin to destination, again, it can get very, very complicated kind of managing all this and I'm not saying and not discounting the the aspect of the physical movement of the goods that is so important. however, it's just one piece of an entire picture and really understanding visibility and understanding the execution of a global transaction. It's just a small component of a global picture of being able to understand what's going on and how you collaborate within this entire process with your customers and your suppliers and your and all parties within the transaction.
0: So with all that complexity, if you can effectively manage all of that, if you can really understand that visibility, what are some of the value drivers that can result from that?
1: Well, I think one is um, reduction of landed costs. So, again, by having information at the time of design and product inception, that's going to enable you to open yourself up for for preferential trade programs and and, and things around um, potential um, labor cost savings and things of that nature depending on the regions around the world. Uh, Being able to shorten cycle times. Again, if you can collaborate in a more digitized version of the world, you're not sending emails and waiting for 24 hours for information to come back and forth, you're in more of a kind of a hub from a – From a supply chain and collaboration perspective you're able to shorten cycle times you're able to reduce uh, expedited freight Uh, so again being able to take days out of inventory as it moves in transit but then also be able to feed that information into other systems to help get better processes around managing your supply chain so let's let's look at uh, a good example on the on the shortening of cycle times again looking at all the nodes within your supply chain not pick up to delivery but from product creation to end delivery to a to a customer being able to look at each one of those nodes and see the delays within that process and to see the time it takes to manage each one of those and then to have proactive notifications and alerting and exception management on that so that when you have an issue you know, at the point of inception of the issue, there's a a problem and now what's the anticipated delay in that process and then what do I need to do and what are the corrective action plans that I need to do within that process. Also, you know, reduction of expedited freight. Many of our customers are able to reduce the amount of freight that they need to expedite because again, they have better insight and visibility into the supply chain processes around the world, understanding where those goods are And by understanding where those delays are and having a further information around that earlier within the supply chain, they're able to reduce the amount of uh, freight that they need to expedite. They also can eliminate a lot of those just-in-case expedites. Typically, if you're looking at just from origin to destination, um, if there's a delay, you don't know when it's actually, what the impact is. But by having solutions around supply chain visibility, that gives you the ability to dynamically understand what the ETA is of those shipments, when it's going to arrive, and then having a better visibility to that can help eliminate some of those needs to uh, air freight, things that you probably, if you knew exactly where they were, you may be able to do a team driver and things of that nature for those. So another potential opportunity is on the streamlining to order to cash. Uh, many of our customers are work in a model where they're not the actual manufacturer of the goods and they don't actually ever own the inventory, it's never stored in their DCs, where their third-party manufacturer is actually shipping the product to an end consumer. In those instances, it's hard to actually recognize the revenue of when the good's actually shipped and when the good was actually received without having a system that integrates that data. So again, having you know, solutions that understand when the good actually shipped and having that integration into that system, as well as having proof of delivery information at destination Enables our customers to streamline the recognition of revenue versus having to kind of check and kind of manually do that process within their ERP system. Another potential and one of the biggest savings, and I think this is one that I think sometimes people overlook, is the reduction of inventory. You know, people think of supply chain visibility as knowing where your shipment is or you know, understanding you know what, where the product is in transit, but you know, really the the, the main benefit of, of, of of these solutions is around the understanding where your inventory is in transit and then being able to leverage that information to reduce safety stock. So if you're able to streamline your your supply chain and have better um, less variability of when those goods are are, are scheduled to arrive, you're able to kind of use that inventory in transit as some safety stock and able to eliminate some of the the safety stock you have within your facilities. We have had customers that have had, you know, significant reductions of inventory by leveraging our solutions. Another potential opportunity is uh, the reduction of warehouse overtime. So there's many instances uh, prior to having a solution um, with a visibility solution where, you know, you'll get an inundation of containers at the end of the day because, you know, that's just when they came out of the port. That's when they were released from the carrier. So not having, you know, visibility into when those goods are coming in or not having the ability to understanding that, Earlier, you can't you have a hard time planning your day for for from a from a warehouse perspective. But but again, having that visibility gives um, our customers the ability to better plan their receipts at their warehouse to help with reduction in overtime as well as potential issues around concerns and accidents. Because again, typically when you're doing overtime, you're working, you're trying to rush. That's when you know issues can occur. So that that's another potential benefit. Another potential, probably another a great uh, savings opportunity is you know understanding you know true landed costs. So you know, again, visibility is not just the physical movement of the goods or, or understanding where the goods are in the entire process, but understanding all the cost implications associated to that. So again, being able to have a system that's able to capture all these costs across the supply chain so that you truly understand what it costs to source or to deliver a given good around the world can have significant impact on both the manufacturing process as well as the distribution process. Uh just to give you a couple examples of some of the, the savings. Um we had uh we have a manufacturing company that was able to save millions of dollars using our landed cost visibility to better source products. You know, they had instances where you know someone was able to sit you know, buy a screw from you know Asia for five cents a five cents less a screw when in reality when you added the the the, the, the duties and tax implications, the 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 in, in increase in inventory because of the cycle time that was different the um the anti-dumping duties on the on the product all these different components you know that screw that they thought they were saving five cents in reality was costing them 10 cents more so again being able to have the understanding of that and to be able to feed that information into systems and to have that collaborative approach it really helps get a get some significant savings on your sourcing strategies another example of savings is, is around the reduction of inventory and we've had a couple customers do this a couple different ways. Uh, one example was, you know, feeding the dynamic ETA information into their demand planning systems. That helped reduce safety stocks in the replenishment planning by over a hundred million dollars. So what they did is they looked at the cycle times within the supply uh, within our application, looked at the seasonality of of the of the movement of those goods, and as they Looked at those cycle times, they were able to feed the accurate information into the demand planning system, which, and then when they're building the replenishment plans, use the the correct data. Because yeah, unfortunately, without a system that can look at this information in an automated fashion, you know, customers prior to our solution would put in a you know a you know a 10 day cycle for this for this trans, transaction, not realizing that in reality, you know, they change the carrier, get down to six or seven days, and now they're building replenishment on a 10 day cycle when in actuality the product is actually getting there and in six days, so they're able to then, but if you're feeding that information into a demand planning system, you're able to get better accurate information to reduce the inventory positions on those transactions. Another one of our customers was able to look at the cycle time of the shipment, be able to see where the, where the delays were within that, and be able to incorporate and fix those problems, and they were able to take you know, 20% of inventory out of, their, out, of their, um, out of their supply chain. So again, significant value associated to, to reducing you know, these simple things that visibility can provide. You know, another company of ours is able to re- to divert inventory and transit based upon that ETA data. So we're feeding the ETA information. They do a consolidation deconsolidation process. So their inventory is not actually destined to the end DC. It's actually going to a deconsolidation center. And as that inventory is 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 shipped, we're actually feeding that ETA information into again that demand planning system. So again, the cycle time between the the time the product is actually ordered to the time the product is actually delivered is. It's, it's it's almost a couple of months. So what you thought the demand was at that time could be different than what the demand is today. So having the ability to get those goods into a deconsolidation center, reallocate that inventory was is a huge benefit for that company. So they're able to get the goods and again eliminate some of their X-ray freight, eliminate, you know, movement of goods across DCs to, to to satisfy demand uh and actually get those get the uh the goods to their stores in a much faster and more efficient manner.
0: Wow. now to be able to manage all of those moving parts, you mentioned uh, data and solutions and automation. We're talking some pretty hefty technology, then, right? So, uh, how will continued advancements in, in visibility and technology to allow you to manage that visibility? How is that going to continue to kind of alter how the supply chain works?
1: Yeah, so I, I really think that we're at a crossroads now, where you know the technology is starting. You know, it's, traditionally, it's been you know using web forms, EDI, information, and and some GPS type of data, but I think you're seeing that today that the Internet of Things is really kind of catching on, and you know, everyone has a, a has a phone that can give a, can capture information around where they are, when they're going. You're seeing things around predictive analytics and and, and machine learning. I think that's going to be the the, the key drivers. Is we're transitioning into a state where it's not the lack of information, it's an inundation of information, and how do you have a system proactively tell you of those potential bottlenecks and those potential issues. And, and and these are the exceptions that you need to worry about. Not all the thousand things that you're seeing every day, but the five things that are the problem shipments that you need to worry about. And I think that's really where it's getting exciting. I think that the next, you know, five to 10 years is, uh, you, know, you know, we're going to see a ton of, um, I think, uh, leapfrogs in, in the receipt of that, that information. Then also having, you know, systems proactively tell you of, delays or issues or potential problems before you would even know that there's an issue. And I think that's really, I think where, you know, if, if if I look at my crystal ball and say, where are we going to be in, you know, in 10 years, I think, you know, there's companies out there that are kind of talking about this today, but I think it's still kind of in infancy. But I think this is really going to be um really a cool kind of uh, process over the next couple of years.
0: So where can our audience then go to kind of follow along with you and your crystal ball?
1: Another place you can look at is our website, amberroad.com. You can look at the link at the bottom of the, the podcast that will have some additional information that you can follow up on. I hope this was informative for you guys, and I thank you uh, for your time.
0: Vin Ramundo, thank you so much for taking some time to sit down and talk with the Inbound Logistics podcast.
1: Right, thank you. Have a good day. Inbound Logistics magazine is the information leader in supply chain and logistics management. Start your free print and digital subscription today by visiting bit.ly slash That's bit.ly slash get underscore il and stay ahead of the 3PL game.
0: The Inbound Logistics Podcast is a production of Inbound Logistics Magazine.